on this week's episode of the Third and Forever Football Podcast. Kevin and I recap Week 10, then we go into our normal segments, the Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and then we preview Week 11. And end things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to today's episode, Third and Forever Football Podcast. It is currently November 18th, uh, Wednesday. I am still your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, how are we doing this week? Yeesh. <laughs> oh, um, man. I, I, I want to posit something. I don't know if I mentioned, you know, I don't know if I brought this to light last week when we were kind of previewing the Packers-Jags matchup. Um mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm in this like thing with a bunch of my work colleagues. One of those where you pick a team every week, and you know, you stay alive, and you can't pick the same yeah. team twice, kind of thing. Eliminator, survivor mm-hmm. pool. Yep. yep, yep. And so I almost picked the Packers this week, and then I thought, you know what? No, I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm not feeling it. And I went with the Saints, and I made the right call. But I mean, this, and I was sitting here watching this game, and I was like, I, I fucking knew it. I knew you guys couldn't do this. I knew it's like the perfect storm of things happen, and then we still lose somehow. It's it's horrible. So, yeah, one of the ugliest wins I've seen in a while. And I so obviously, like I had this is this was my first or one of my very few Sundays where obviously with the Vikings we'll get to that game. They play on Monday, so I I basically had a pretty laid back. Sunday. And so I watched the entirety of this game just because I didn't really feel like watching closer than I did, honestly. Yeah. And so I didn't really feel like watching a lot of the other ones going on that. I mean, to be honest, like, I guess the Lions Reds or Washington football team was uh, probably the most exciting of the early. It was was exciting, but like, but like, there were no stakes. Yeah. No. At least with like the Packers Jags, like I have Aaron Rodgers in my fantasy, so I was kind of watching for that, mm-hmm. and just like I knew we'd be talking about it, so I was like, I and I rarely get to watch a Packer game in its entirety unless it's like a prime time game. So yeah. I watched yeah. it. Um, some quick from my takeaways from it, mm-hmm. there were a lot of I don't I don't like to do this because like I don't think it's actually legit. But if you were firmly in the camp of like, you know, put on the tinfoil hat, um, which, by the way, uh, high page, I know we explain I explain what the tinfoil hat theory is because she commented on like she didn't know what that was when Wait, like you said she, it a lot. She didn't know what a tinfoil hat is. Well, no, because you remember you, a couple weeks ago, you kept saying like for all those tinfoil hat theorists out there like, oh, and you kept referring to it as that. Oh. And we didn't really we just kind of kept talking. But like I had to explain that like, that's like conspiracy theory kind yeah. of thing like you put a tinfoil hat on so, so the, the government can't, can't read, read your, your thoughts brain yeah that's yeah. like common knowledge page <laughs> yeah that's, i thought so but yeah everyone um, knows so, about the tinfoil hat anyway <laughs> i i not really in that but this game if you are one of those people you had a lot of firm things because there were a lot of questionable things like james robinson i'm sorry both of your touchdowns were taken away on some pretty lax or light holding calls. Like, 
So Come the on, like some of them in like general, oh, and I don't know the name was of so this sloppy. crew. It was sloppy, and you can kind of tell sometimes some crews fuck up and they just kind of, but but some crews there's like this like borderline apologetic unsure that like some crews huddle up before they make any yeah like there's like a false start that everyone in the whole stadium saw and all of them got to get together and like do a volleyball huddle right before they call it out and this was one of those crews where just every single color they were like holding with like a question mark after I know. It. and it, it was it, just it was it weird. almost like when they were huddling like that you like part of you on sitting on the couch for me is just like sitting there like are they huddling because they're getting calls from new york saying like mm, we need yeah, this to go this way. It's just, it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel good about the game because I'm like, I hope that's not happening, but I know that does happen to some extent. I, I think. mean, that that probably happens to some extent, but I think New York, at least the the New York line, is that they only really get involved on challenges and reviews and things like that. I just, I know, but it's just like know. one of those things. Like this was a game that the NFL could not have the Packers losing to the Jags, like. And I and I think they were kind anticipating of it being this time. close. I know, I know, but like the, the, this game, like the Packers played, they they were sloppy. Like this, it was it was a very yeah. sloppy game. Th- this was a game that the got, Packers came out and expected to do to the Jags what they did to the Falcons. Yeah, you know, like in Week Four, whenever that was, they expe- and it was the same mentality that I think they came out expecting to play the Vikings with. Yeah. Um. You know, because the Vikings at that time had, you know, a very bad record. Uh, what was it, two and five, I guess. Yeah. And you know, Jags coming out at one seven, and you look at that record, and I just yeah, think there's to be something fair, though, about like the Vikings division. Like that should yeah. always no 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 no, no, no. yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's but... it's it's you know, there's some nuances and differences there, you know, between those two. But I think the common factor is that they see a home game against a team with a bad record and this was a, another a guy making his second start yeah there, there was there was uh, this was another kind of it wasn't as bad of weather as the vikings game but it was weird weather like a lot of games this week also kind of had some weird weather going on and it's just like this weird confluence of factors that i just don't think they took their preparation seriously enough and it's concerning because i feel like you don't yeah, yeah no go ahead you don't want like that's something that you don't want to see. Like teams are excused, you know, for a game on there being like, yeah, they they seem to be looking ahead. They got kind of hit in the mouth early, but th- well, you don't want against, to see that as a common against trend. good like, teams. Now, you can get punched in the mouth, but against bad teams, like no, you yeah. are supposed to go out and be the Ravens and destroy the Browns. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. And yeah. they got out with a win here. They kind of pulled it together. We had a rare MVS sighting, which, by the way, yeah. I I uh, advocated to my father a couple of weeks ago that he should be cut on the way to the bus. And then he caught two yep. touchdowns in the game after I said that. I, I don't know what to do with this man. He frustrates me to no end. Because yeah. my hope is that... You know, with we're gonna talk about, or at least I'm gonna talk about Lazard coming back from injured reserve this week, um, and hopefully there can be some sort of Chiefs esque trio where 
Valdez Scantling is a field stretcher. Lazard is a Sammy Watkins. Or, you know, so MVS would be McCole Hardman. Lazard would be Watkins. Kind of more possession, you know, short distance stuff. And then Tyreek Hill and Devontae are just like the crazy talented guys that, you know, are the number one option. Are you trying to insinuate that Robert Tanyan is Kelsey? Then? No, and I think what we lack in a Kelsey, <laughs> hopefully we make up for in an Aaron Jones over a, a Clyde Edwards eclair. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so that's that's the hope. But Marquez, I don't know, man. I mean, when hopes. he shows up, he shows up. Like, it's hard I, I have to a get feeling mad. That Mar- I have a feeling that uh, MVS is just going to be that guy that, like, you're going to have on your – he's going to be a Packer for, mm-hmm. like, ever. No, and he's, he's new Geronimo Allison. He's literally he's just, just gonna, Geronimo Allison do, with a new paint job. He's going to do enough. He's going to do enough to not get cut mm-hmm. and to still like keep he, getting snaps. His his work looks, is based on the fact that like Equinemius St. Brown is an all time bust, and he gets to stand next yeah. to him and go, "Look who I'm not," you know. And yeah. so I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that Marquez will get one reception for twelve yards uh, this coming week. And, you know, any, anyone who believes, yeah, three drops in the end zone yeah. and people who picked him up in fantasy are going to be upset. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Rogers had an up and down. He had that one pick that was pretty knocked out. That was, that was, it was uncharacteristic. Yeah, it was yeah. an uncharacteristic yeah. pick. He didn't spiral though afterwards. Aaron Jones was kind of held in check. I think a, a big place where this game came down to was uh, the Jags defensive line and our offensive line. Uh, yeah. Jenkins had a terrible day. I think that was him, or maybe it was uh, mixing up. Yeah, no, it was, it was it was Billy Turner. Billy Turner, that's who it was. Awful yeah, day. Turner yeah. had a terrible day, and I don't know. He's never been like a superstar, but I thought he was better than that. Yeah. Um. Well, like it was the emergence of like him because he's he's your right tackle, is he not? Yes, I think so because he's the one that like you yeah. basically were like we're he's, fine letting Balaga walk. Yeah, because he, Billy he's, Turner had such he's a good Balaga's replacement. Year. And yeah. he had a great year last year. This is the only game I can remember this year where I've been like, dude, what is going on? So yeah, he had a lot of bad penalties and just yeah, he, he had a couple plays. holdings that were bad. He was letting pressure yeah. in all the time. He wasn't run blocking well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's an ugly win. Hopefully, you know, it's a learning experience and I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to like apologize for winning because they were supposed to win, but it was it was way too close. Yeah, it was a it was an ugly win, and like, and, and I was I was concerned going into it actually that you know we're still missing Jair Alexander and Kevin King, and yeah. that wasn't really a huge deal. It didn't feel like, like I mean DJ Chark four I for think, 56, I think the weather Cole, I think four, the weather helps as also and the backup quarterback Luton yeah. yeah. As the guy, like, yeah, I mean, so like that was fine. Point eight, yeah, <laughs> like, like that was for, okay for completion. Not good. Hopefully, we we'll get those um, guys back for Philip Rivers so he can shot put it at them this next week. But... Also, another example of your team's run defense just not being existent, or Mike Pettin not knowing how to stop runs. Um, yeah, I, that's that's a that's a concern. That's it's, it's that's worrying. An actual. Because yeah, the, that, the same way that, that I criticize like, you guys in, yeah, the same way that I criticized the Vikings, kind of the way their team is constructed at the beginning of the year, where I said, you know, you guys don't want to do the comeback, you want to ground and pound. The Packers yeah. don't 
want to, you know, play defense against a ground and pound. Like the yeah. Packers need to get out early so that the other team is if they don't get out early, yeah. if they don't like today, them not scoring at all in the first quarter, that was the biggest like worry. And obviously, yeah. yes, they came back for 17 in the second. But like that's and that's that's a Matt LaFleur thing. I've noticed like he needs to get out his teams like they need to if their script or if his script doesn't work to start the game to like, you know, get a couple scores in your first few possessions, then you got it's like he has to go on the fly. Well, and, and, diff- and, to, and to be fair, hard. this was the first week of the entire season. that They didn't score on their first possession. Correct. Um, but yeah, uh, seven, seven of those Jaguar points were also a, a punt return that uh, J.K. Scott, R.I.P. in peace. Oh, um, yikes! I mean, he's a yeah. punter. I didn't expect I him to do anything, know, but it, but like, it was, was still it was, it was a bad Cole look. Had, like the the lead, like the most like subtle move mm-hmm. ever, and, and like just, it, just, it just wrecked oh. him. It's not even the shadow I, realm. I, watched, I was watching trying. it, and I was literally when I saw, it, I was like. Oh yeah, like, no, that was so bad. My mom texted me and she goes, "Oh, that poor punter." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, he's the punter." Like, and she's like, "Crosby would have tackled him." I'm like, "Yeah, probably would have done better." I don't know if he would have, ta- you know, I don't know if it would have worked, but you can't get yeah, much worse no. than. No. I, feel, I feel like when you're a kicker or punter, you just shouldn't bite on any moves. You should just fly in as hard as no. like just just go. Don't think. Cause, yeah, because these guys just, are just, just trying to die with their legs. Yeah, yeah. these guys are not going to take you seriously. Um, so just full steam ahead, you know. Yeah. Uh so the other game, let's just go into uh, the other one we highlighted was the Seahawks Rams. Um, interesting uh, game. Uh, In- yeah. Interesting game. I mean, I don't. This is some bad weeks here. Bad stretches going so, on let, for, let's, let's ask for Mr. Russell. Yeah, so, and I saw a stat. Uh, Russell Wilson, 0-2 in the last two weeks after trademarking the phrase, let Russ cook. Yeah, I, I'm not I saying, all, but I'm saying. What did I say all last week? You know. Now, part of this, I think, is that the Rams have a better defense than I feel like some people remembered. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, they let the Bills put up 35 on them, but other than that, they've held everyone this year under 20. Um, yeah. Yeah, every single team this year. Most of them, you know, there's three of them single digits. So, or, or 10 or less, rather. So, like, I mean, the Rams have a pretty good defense. The Seahawks' defense is still just abysmal. And I just... Yeah, I mean, like, shout out to... And this is all... Aaron Donald didn't have a single tackle. Like, you know, he, he had mm-hmm. two QB hits, but like on a game like this, you'd think he'd be a massive factor, uh, massive props to, uh, Leonard Floyd, which thank you bears for letting him leave. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's right. nice. Yeah. I, I three sacks. Um, and he also had a fumble recovery and uh, like Jalen Ramsey. And I think Darius Williams, I think is the other corner who they were on pretty much primary just follow Darius Williams uh, got Jalen was uh, on both picks. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen was on uh, DK obviously. And then Darius Williams was on um, uh, Lockett. Yep. And while Lockett, yes, had, had 66 yards on five receptions. DK did nothing. I mean, he only had four targets and I don't know if he had a, re- I don't know if he recorded a reception with Jalen Ramsey on him. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is so I, like, yeah, I, I, and yes, I he's think... loud. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like, think, I think that's the, the kryptonite for DK. Is you, You've yeah. seen it happen twice uh, this year. And granted, I don't think Patrick Peterson is quite the, the you know, unstoppable shutdown corner he used to be. But DK did nothing in the Cardinals game yeah. and nothing really in this game. And I think that teams that are afraid or unable to match up, you know, one-to-one and follow DK around the field, that's where he feasts. He gets into zones. He gets mismatches. But when you stick a guy on DK who can hang with him, I just yeah. – and and he's a great receiver. He's definitely way better than people, you know, were thinking out of the draft. And he's really young. And sometimes it's, it's – it's easy to forget that about DK is that this is his yeah, second, second season in the NFL yeah. and he's got like the number one corner on these teams shadowing him everywhere he goes. I mean, he's going to yeah. develop, he's going to be able to get free of these guys, you know, later in his career. It's just, well, and yeah, like, that's what I was saying. Like when, when we played them a handful of weeks back, uh, you know, DK ended up having obviously the winning touchdown. He had a good game, but the times that we had matched up, uh, Jeff Gladney, our second first round pick, uh, our corner, when he was matched up with him, DK had two catches and that was it. And it was like two catches for like 13 yards. And so it's like you, Gladney's not big like Jalen or like Peterson or any of these guys are, but mm-hmm. he is a physical corner. And I think like that's what you need with DK. As long as you have a guy that like you got to have a dog like out there, like yeah, he has to like- go. And mm-hmm. early on, get physical with him, even if you're undersized, because that I that really does like it seems like it affects him. It seems like and, it affects him, and I think it might. You know, th- and this is you know a little bit of armchair speculation. DK is a massive human being. I don't yes. think he's very <laughs> used to people fucking with him. You know, no, like because no. if you're a corner and you're you know five ten. And DK is, you know, like eight feet tall and a billion pounds. Like your first instinct yeah. is probably not, I'm going to, you know, jam this guy and try and fuck. Cause you're afraid of getting knocked on your ass. Yeah. Cause he can, he, well, and also he can also run a four, four. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's, he's slow, you yeah, know, he's just ask like Baker. Bolton out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, which by the way, we'll, we'll preview that. Cause that's tomorrow's game uh, or actually today's game. Technically. Um, I, hope, I hope it happens again. Oh my Same gosh. exact um, thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I think this is it's worrisome for the Seahawks. Uh, it's a huge confidence boost, I think, for the Rams because we've we've kind of been ho hum on the Rams. The Rams uh, have had I, kind of a weird season. They've had a lot of uncertainty on offense. Them yeah. A lot of their wins have been resulted from their defense winning them games. I mean, Goff threw for three hundred yards, but it was against arguably one of the worst defenses in the league. If you don't um, go for 300 against the Seahawks, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Kirk. Uh, or, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I had something. I remember correctly. I mean, in my throat. Delvin had a pretty good game there. Too, yeah. So. Well, this, yeah. Cause Del Delvin had to compensate for shut up anyway. But yeah, so <laughs> Kirk had a bad game. We didn't, th- well, we'll get to Kirk here in a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, and but uh, I, I'd like to I, kind I of extend. Really yeah, I, I like to extend my condolences to Seahawks fans. Uh, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, a prolific offense, and uh, really, really, really bad defense. And uh, to that, I just like to say, welcome yeah, to hell. But at the same time, they had they had so many years of unbelievable. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I don't feel bad for so, them. So yeah, like this is more I, of a me feeling bad for myself about the past. Which, yeah, you know, they've they've had a great. 
great while, and they're six and three. Like it's not like a oh shit. It's just now they might not get that. They're, they're six division and three, anymore. but the Rams are six and three after this game, and I'm pretty sure the Cardinals, the Cardinals are also are six, six and three. three. Yeah, I yeah. mean that division, Cardinals, the anti NFC. Cardinals are leading the division right now, isn't it? Yeah, with tiebreakers. Tie. Yeah. And uh, I think the Niners are four and six, so it's not even like they're like a bottom. Which is hilarious the because they're like the Niners B team, and they're still four and six. But I know. Yeah. Uh, other one I want to note before we go to the Vikings game: um, the Hail Murray, uh, yep. the Cardinals Bills game did not disappoint. It was excellent. Um, you had like it had like everything like. It had good Josh Allen and he had bad Josh Allen. It had weird Josh um, Allen catching a touchdown. I mean, yeah, it. I it, this it was is a strange fun one to game. watch. This yeah, it was a, obviously this is a like, fun one. And like, I just, I, I was thinking to myself while I was watching it. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind a Cardinals Bills Super Bowl where I could just be happy for everyone. Like, I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> that would be excellent. I don't think either team has a Super Bowl either. No, um, I don't think so. No, I don't think either team does. The Cardinals uh, have one appearance, and the Bills obviously have more than that. But Yeah. But I, I think what drove me a little crazy about this game um, is the announcers and just people in general, like media, constantly lumping. Because obviously it's the game that had, uh, you know, Diggs playing against DeAndre Hopkins, the two big-name receivers that got traded last off season. Yeah. So everyone likes to lump in those trades together and like thinking like, Oh, well, like, wow, I, really I can't get. believe, but look at yes, because one team took on a huge running back contract and used the top draft pick they received on a so far bad defensive lineman. Uh, that's related to the Texans and the trading Deandre Hopkins for David Johnson for and, uh, nothing. Yeah, uh, like a second rounder for, for, for and a headache. Other yeah. team, the the other team used the top draft pick that they got, which they got multiple, and they drafted a receiver that's already proving to be the real deal. Like he's already having one of the, like the best rookie season by a Vikings well, receiver since Randy fucking Moss. And, and it's and it's, it's like, a weird thing not, to compare because I feel like both the Bills and the Cardinals probably made the right call pulling the trigger the difference being oh, that the bills and the vikings probably it was a mutually beneficial it's a win-win whereas yeah, the cardinals it's, texans it's a rare the texans got screwed the bills vikings bills yeah. vikings is a rare win-win that doesn't always happen but the the texans clearly are lamenting this or these texans fans bill mm-hmm. o'brien probably cares less um but like i i just i it drives me crazy i'm like that makes zero sense and also Stefan Diggs wanted out like he wanted what he's getting right now. He wants to be the guy Number that gets to 11 targets every single game. You know, yeah, this is a weird one where Cole out targeted, but usually <laughs> he's the number one target on that team. And, you know, he's producing. He he is top one of the, I don't know if he's leading the NFL in receiving yards. He might be second to DeAndre uh, Hopkins. As a Stefan Diggs fantasy owner, yeah, he's doing pretty good. Yeah. And so it's like he's having a great year. And like, I have no ill will towards that at all. Like, again, don't play the Bills often at all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. Yeah. And, like, I love Justin Jefferson. So it's like, I, I'm fine with it. But it's just, I don't know. Meanwhile, DeAndre Hopkins, like, should never have got traded for a bag of beans, basically. I mean, DeAndre um, Hopkins, he's 
really, really good at football. And yeah. <laughs> so is Kyler Murray. I mean, he had a pick in this game, but other than that, excellent game. Yeah. Two rushing touchdowns, one through the air. The dude looks like Lamar did last year. Yeah. And, you know, well, take, like, take that how you will. I mean, because look at Lamar everyone, this year. But. Everyone worries because, like, he's like, oh, he's small. Like, if he gets hit, he's, he's going to be durable. The dude doesn't get touched. He's he like doesn't. Christian like, McCaffrey, but he can throw. It's very, yeah, he's like, it's weird. He, and he's such a smart runner. Mm-hmm. Like, he runs like Russell Wilson does, where it's like, Russell never takes, you don't really see him getting, like, hits when he's running with the ball. He's He no. know he runs when he needs to. And so it's like, but, but it's this balance where he runs when he needs to, and he doesn't take unnecessary hits, but he also doesn't slide too early where you see some, you know, uh, like lesser athletic quarterbacks, you know, they slide too early to be cautious or they oh, yeah. slide too late. They get blown up anyway. Kyler doesn't do that. I, I maintain he has the best slide in the entire NFL. You know, the baseball player. I would hope round. so. He was drafted. He yeah. was drafted first round in the MLB. So I yeah, but I, I mean, he like almost like slides, just like pops right back up afterwards. I mean, it's just it's so smooth. I love it. Yeah. And Kenny and Drake came know, back in this game, I, busted a hundred yards yep. off, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is good because he's think, had kind of a shit season so far. But yeah, and you know, you see Edmonds back up. You know, only getting eight carries, but he had fifty six yards. Like and like. When he, last week, he got a good amount of carries. I think they were only like 13 or 14, but his average definitely went down. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Kenny and Drake in there, while neither one I would put, I mean, Chase Edmonds is so young. Neither one is a true like RB1, but they're like RB, they're both, you know, yet two RB2s or two, two A, two B. And so they're so complimentary of each other. And they're, throw they're in very Kyler complimentary. Yeah, you throw in sixty yards of Kyler Murray and two touchdowns to boost your run yeah. game a little bit. I mean, two hundred seventeen yards on the ground. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I, I think the Cardinals. I don't know. I, I know it was like the hot pick at the beginning of the season to you know the Cardinals are my dark horse team. I think the Cardinals <laughs> are good enough to really make a run. I think their offense is yeah. excellent, and I think their defense mm-hmm. is good enough. Well, they're they're right now they're the most like must watch. I mean, mm-hmm. like. Anytime I can watch a Cardinals game or like have that, like I just want to watch this offense. Like there, it's just so fun to watch Kyler Murray play, and it's like Lamar was last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Mahomes still is. It's like watching like, a video I game. I just like to tune in. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun, you know. And I, you know, I think that both these teams are going to be totally fine. Um, one team had to lose, and. You know, I, I liked what I saw from Josh Allen able to kind of deliver that in the clutch. Um, that was a great ball to Diggs. It sh- I mean, it, for, it like it should have been be. a game winner if the Bills remember yeah. to play defense on that last play. Like, you know, it yeah. should have been a game winner. It was a hell of a throw, hell well, of a they, catch. I mean, they did try. It's just like DeAndre Hopkins and his like five XL hands. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah, just moss three dudes. Like, it's true. There's only so much you could do, I guess. Like, that's I, uh, just a, insane. Yeah, I'd also like to issue a cease and desist uh, to Kyler and uh, DeAndre. If you're going to throw a Hail Mary touchdown, could you do it in the other end zone and not give me all these flashbacks of uh, playoff games that then went on to go into overtime and be lost? Because I didn't need that in my day. 
I was happy for a moment, and then I was like, what is this ghost of a feeling coming over me? And they showed him, like, matched up, and it was the same end zone. And I was like, oh, that was so cool. I was so happy for a moment before Larry Fitzgerald ripped my heart out of my still-beating chest. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So. Thanks. Um, all right, let's move on to Monday night. Um, so I know 2020 is weird because the Vikings went into Soldier Field and won, no, no, and no, it no, was no, on no, a no. Monday that, night. That's not even – you're burying the lead here. Uh, I would like to give Kirk Cousins a lot of credit. No night <laughs> oh, of football whoa. beats him ten times in a row. I'll have you know the tenth time he will win a Monday night football game. Good old one and nine. All right, that's my cousin's hey, bashing for the week. I, I, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna look up the stats because, like, I've already said this like exhaustively on like the mon- the whole like Monday night record is yes, it is it is strange, but it's at the same time it's like it's like the Packers losing seven straight years on daylight savings weekends. Like, it, no, that's that's it, real. That's the clocks against us. And so is no. Kirk. Yeah. Because, like, you look at his stat, like, his whole team stats. Let's also not forget the team he was on for the beginning of his career, first half of his career so far. Um, you know, like, that's the the formerly known as the Redskins, because that's what they were called when he was on them. Uh, they were very bad. Let's not forget that. And, like, you know, yes, he has not performed well on some of those games, but like really, if you look back on Monday night, like he does perform well enough. It's like his team, like they're getting no running game going. It's a whole lot of other factors go into it. I will say though, he is not, since he's been here, he has not played well against the bears. Fact. That was not the case on Monday. That was not the case on Monday. He knew like everyone knew everyone and their mother knew the game plan for the bears was going to be shut down. Don't let Dalvin cook run all over us, which is the game plan for every team probably should be. But yeah, the Bears actually have always a very plan. good defense. The but Bears they have had a very, very good defense. defense. And Kirk, so, you look at his numbers, almost 300, two touchdowns, and an interception that was 100% Adam Thielen's fault. Yeah. I mean... It was a, there was multiple things that happened in this game that just screamed, we're going to lose this game. Uh, the Kyle Rudolph fumble, that wasn't actually a fumble. Uh, I didn't see that. That was, obviously, I, that was before was, I tuned in. No, it was, yeah, it, I mean, it was, they, the fact that it was called on the field of fumble was going to make it that saying that way. Like, it was close, yes, but it was definitely, if it was called not a fumble on the field, it was going to stay that way. It was just that kind of a close play where his knee touched and you couldn't fully see the ball. They're like, oh, you could see the ball slowly shifting. It's like, no, like that's that's insinuating that or like that's assuming that it's shifting. You don't know that it's shifting. You don't see the ball actually move on your screen. So it's like, okay. Um, okay. And then obviously. I believe you technically. Um, and then Adam Thielen obviously dropping that, like not catching that pass. Like that doesn't happen. And then, and then you know, there was a kick. I like, how, I like how Thielen comes off of his, like, very impressive one-handed touchdown catch. Un- and unbelievable. Then, and then, like, the like, next drive just, like, bricks it off of both hands. It's like, what are you doing, man? Eh, like, I don't think it was the next drive, but it was, well, it was, it was shortly the thereafter. The fact that it was in the same game. Yeah. yeah. Like, and <laughs> the, the fact that, like, I don't he, understand. I mean, people will, like, I've already seen people trying to say, like, 
oh, like, well, Kirk didn't have to do much. It's like, what are you talking about? 300 yards, like, almost, yeah. yeah. Like, like, Cook ended up with close to 100 yards, but 3.2 average. It's not like, you know, a long of 14. Mm-hmm. Granted, he had a long, he had a, like a 40-yard run that got negated by a bullshit holding call. Um, but regardless of that, like, he still ended up with almost 100. But, like, really, it was Kirk had to win us this game. And he made some unbelievable throws. And, you know, he, I was going to read off a couple things. Um, on third down for Chicago, Kirk was 10 of 11 for 149 yards and both the touchdowns came on third down. I mean, like that, that's exactly what you want. And like, you, you can't really ask for much more. And anyone saying that, like, oh, you know, I actually, I'm curious what your thoughts are on him being hyped. At the end of the game, I'm, I'm assuming you saw that him being hyped up. But yeah, like like showing actually emotion. I like thought I've it seen, was there was a, there was one Packer reporter or writer, Aaron Nag Aaron Nagler Nagler, mm-hmm. who I'm, I think you probably are familiar with. He like he I don't know what it is, but like he just goes when you when you're so pumped that your Super Bowl is in November, and it was that, and it's like, <laughs> or he's just pumped that he got his. Monday night win and he beat a team that he has yet to beat. Now, now you like, you know more Packers writers than I do, I think. But uh, I, I will tell you, I did see him getting very excited on the sidelines when it looked like the win was secured. And I may or may not have said something to the effect of, well, you know, oh, one and nine, fuck yeah. And I mean, it's very easy to make fun of Kirk. And I feel like now that he has this reputation as such a white bread kind of boring dude, whenever things get heated at all, whether it was him and Thielen yelling at each other last season, that was, you know, a negative thing or this Who's or, or whatever that was, or, you know, you like that or things like that. He's so boring, you know, as a baseline that these spikes are so noticeable I, and, I know, but like, it's one of those things like, it's a, it's a, it's a lose lose though. Cause like you, you, you know, I just know for a fact, if he didn't show emotion or if he was like normal, like whatever, just didn't really show much people be like, wow, he's not no emotion at all. But like when yeah. he does show emotion, it's like, okay, yeah, sick. It's like, no, I'm not saying it's fair. Is, That's just how it is. Yeah. It, it's just, <laughs> it's just annoying where you're like, okay, you know, you, he, what more can he do? He has to like break. Yes, they're like 500 yards and like five touchdowns against a all pro defense in order to get some shred of respect. And even then they'll probably say, oh, well, you know, they got calls in their favor or like some bullshit. You know, there's I, always going to be it's a it's a moving needle. I feel like just part of it, too, is just like when he does get excited, he looks kind of silly because he like just his whole aesthetic his whole look, you know, like I, the, part of it is the temperament, but part of it is just that he's like freaking out down there and he looks like everyone's dad, you know, and it's just I don't know. It it seems like it stands out more because he is so markedly dorkier than the next dorkiest guy on the team that it, it it's I, not a great. I, I just I. Okay, but like at that point, then you're just it's just it's just criticizing like the dude's literal physical appearance. Yeah, no, like his so, like, face, like it's I, wrong. Yeah, like yeah, like, you can't. Okay, <laughs> so like, he's he just come out with like a dark visor, and so you he, can't see his face. He could wear a mask on the sidelines at all times, and I it he would does it he would does. help. I don't know. Um, 
But I do want to point out the the Bears' offense is terrible. Um, they, they're holy terrible. shit, are they bad? Because like they, you know, your your offense played well, your defense played pretty well this game. But like, I think we can agree that like statistically, I mean, season season wide, your defense, defense has been played a liability, unbelievable today. Well, yeah, but like the thing is, what's noting mm-hmm. in this win streak we have, the defense has drastically got better. Like I want to also point out, you know, everyone was calling for fire Zimmer fire, you know, tear it all down. You know, the one and five start, which yes, that, is I fair. Mean, that, that is, that is a thing that Vikings it's a fans jump to, to say. rather quickly. I've, I've noticed. And, but with that is, okay. Your, your team is the one that fired a coach in like the last couple of years. Like yeah, I don't, after 13 you know, so like, years of I know, hanging out, watching like, him do nothing. What, of course, but when you when your team's any team starts one in five, and it's not like he won a Super Bowl before, anyone like him who started Mike, Mike McCarthy winning a Super Bowl. Anyone, any, no, like, I'm just saying there were a lot of fans now. that that kind of rumbled about Fire Zimmer, and I'm like, if you're gonna do anything, you're gonna cut Kirk. Like, why Zimmer's like turned the yeah. whole thing around? You guys remember who you were before Zimmer? Because it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. And so I I just wanted to talk like we held them. I mean, I yes, their defense, their offense is bad, but. Mike Zimmer has played this season so far. He's been without his all pro defensive end, um, a pro bowl linebacker, which the pro bowl is a pro bowl. Like that's you say what you want, but Anthony Barr was, a, is a pro bowler. You know, he's clear. Like Eric Wilson's played yeah, out of his mind. Yeah, so Barr might not he's played great, but Anthony Barr gives you at least stability. Someone. Yep. Anyway, he gives you stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're without our top four, corners um you know and then also losing uh another pro bowl defensive end in everson griffin that we're replacing so it's a lot of these young guys that are out there so and there's no preseason which everyone doesn't have preseason mm-hmm. but like look at what happened since like after those first four weeks and on the defense has drastically improved each week and like they're now playing they're playing well. Like you're getting guys that are starting to know the system. It's not an easy system to learn. And they held this team. Yes. It's a terrible offense, probably second worst or worst in the league next to the jets. Mm-hmm. But like they were under 150 total yards on 50 plays, two of 11 on third down. I mean, like, yeah. I, the, I mean, and I mean, the defense, like you said, they're, they're playing better and better, you know, each week. And that's kind of, I don't know if, you know, you were aware of this at the time, but, you know, when the Vikings were kind of in their spiral and, you know, you were 0-3 and then, you know, mm-hmm. like 1-3, and 1-4, and I never dunked too hard, you know, I, I, in any, you know, major way. I mean, I, I self-defense said some stuff in various group chats, but I never really, like, went after Vikings fans because I knew that your offense was still good and Mike Zimmer is yeah. too good of a coach to have a defense yeah. that stays bad the whole season. Like, yeah, I'm not like, saying I'm that the defense sure is going to be still... a top five unit or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's not going to remain like a bottom five unit. Like, I'm pretty sure like he has the best winning percentage for a Vikings coach might be second to Bud Grant. And then I know he's like, he's definitely up there. I don't know if it's top 10. It might be top 15 of like all time winning percentages. Like, He's a very good head coach. Yeah. And like I you know, he yes, he's he's the very hard nosed, old fashioned personality, but like he's also a defensive guy, so it's like, you know, duh. 
he's going to have that, or he, I would hope that he'd have that. Well, that and so, that's, like, that's a trade-off. You get a good defensive guy that it just happens that he, you know, he hates quarterbacks and kickers. Yeah. So yeah, he, you know, you and do? he he was right rightfully to be upset at the special teams today. I mean, allowing <laughs> like we. We had we had Cordero forever. It's like why why would you ever kick to him? Um, that was not good. Uh, the long snapper bad again. Like that extra point. Like the fact that it was not twenty to thirteen. I was mm-hmm. like, we better not have a third one loss season or one loss game on the season here um, from a botched long like snap on a PAT. Like yeah. I don't know that that's an issue to be worrying about. But uh, offense played great, I thought. I would like some more creativity. Stop running it on second and ten. It's the dumbest play call ever. Um, are, are you concerned about the uh, the Delvin Cook kryptonite that we found in this game? Uh, in in what in what the ball? If you can convince Delvin to fumble the football into his own genitals, it takes him out for one play. So you just, if you do that every time he's in, he's only in half the time. He'll only get like 50 yards in a touchdown. So that's the key is you you have to kind of directionally punch the ball out of his arms into his crotch. And, yeah. you know, if he lands on it, that's just, you know, icing on the cake. But that was um, <laughs> I, uh, also, he was down and I was like oh no he's hurt and then they showed the the slow-mo replay and I was like oh he's oh, all, he, he'll no. he'll be okay but ooh ooh yeah that's not good <laughs> um I I also want to send out a code condolences to Buster Screen um mm. we we bullied him we bullied him all we found where he was and it didn't matter if it was Jefferson or Thielen it was Thielen a lot I think that was on both touchdowns like yeah i'm sorry he's Buster not screen. great uh we should also uh you know throw out there uh nick Foles got hurt at the end of this game um yeah i'm not i haven't seen anything about how bad it is have you uh no they they say it's not as bad as they thought at the game nagy expects that he should be good to go for after the bye week uh, so because they do yeah they do have so they have the bye and this week, yeah. Um, I just also, I don't know, man. I think what they need, Mitch. I know we, I know we mentioned it before, but one last thing, like Justin, Justin Jefferson is going to do just fine in the black and blue division. Like he, I like that he doesn't like. There was like times like where they would try to like you know the Bears thing. They kept trying to rip out the ball, like trying to force fumbles. Like that's just what they're taught. Chuck, Chuck Pagano's defensive strategy is like every single time, which is mm-hmm. not a bad strategy, but like it means that you're not going to be tackling the dude right away. So like Jefferson, you know, our team not fumbling it the way like that and him, you know, not backing down from these players, which is nice. Like I like to see that like as a young, young receiver in a good division, like in a, like a hard fought division, like you need to have that. Otherwise you won't last long. You're going to get bullied. And like, I like it. Um, I'm Another so great happy for, for you. Also, I saw a compilation <laughs> yesterday of uh, Nick Foles overthrowing Allen Robinson, and I feel so bad for him. Like I feel bad for his whole career, dude. dude. Yeah, no, his just like his, his whole career is just like you watch these videos where he just puts a corner on skates, and then they throw it 10 yards over his head, and he's just like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, um, poor guy. Also... I, I, I really wish that Thielen didn't make that interception happen because, like, 
it's like if you can do what you did in that first touchdown, like the degree of difficulty to A, catch one pass one-handed, but then as you're falling to flip it, to secure it better, like that with your left hand, like he's not left-handed folks. Like I, I don't know if I, I you could probably give me a hundred tries and I don't know if I'd get it in that time. Like, yes, I'm not a professional athlete and neither are you, but like, that's just, that's not a normal thing. Like that's, um, I played intramural was, was flag cool. football in college, so I don't know what I you're, did after college it. too. So well, what, what? That's, that's too much. That's like, you're trying too hard, but yeah, yeah. We also overcame the curse of all of the people picking the Vikings to win before the game. Um, that's that was nice. I when I saw those that, four happen, I was like, "Oh, yeah." Right. Well, where, you know, where you see I guess that, like, it's bad. Yeah, night, you don't like to see Monday like, night. You all don't want the analysts go one way. Picks. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" And because like <laughs> they even made a comment where they're like, "Oh, like, well, we can't all pick them." Like. Now they're not. They had no shot. Now they even commented on like every analyst picked the Packers except for Terry, who picked the Jaguars. And like, yeah, it was close. But like, (laughs) he was almost right. But he was like out there with the pregame talking about how Aaron Rodgers sucks, and I was like, Terry, what? Like that? He's not the problem right now. He's in like MVP talks. But anyway, so it's Terry's senile. I don't know what's going on with him. Um. But yeah. So I wanna. Just also, just last thing, Vikings defense held them to 14 yards total in the second half and four consecutive three and outs. I know it's a bad offense, but we're a bad defense. So doing that, hey, you know, I it was like a ve- it was like a very stoppable object against a very movable or a very stoppable force against a very movable object. Yep. And the movable object, we uh we didn't move, which was nice. It was a nice surprise. So I'm just happy to get a win. I don't care if it's an ugly one. You you have my congratulations. Uh, You are, I I now dub you in the hunt. Yeah. Thanks, man. You know, one (laughs) in five was not a fun thing, but four and five sounds better. Quest just to get back to five and five. That's, that's get to 500. And then who knows what happens. Um, All right, let's go to segments. Let's have performance of the week. Um, I'm going to be very quick. Because I don't want to harp on it because I've already spent so much time on it. Performance of the week goes to Kirk Cousins. Get the monkey off his back. I don't need to say any more. you got to stop giving performance you, of the week to Vikings players. It's just You're really no. pigeonholing yourself. Okay. One of these I, I weeks that, it's going to like, go really poorly. You'll be like, performance of the week, BC Johnson, you know, I mean, 80% of snaps, one like, target, zero reception. I was looking through, and, like, obviously, like, this one, like, this was a game that historically he doesn't win and he doesn't play well. And like the fact that he did, like, I'm just, I'm like a proud dad right now over the dad, Kirk cousins. And it's like, you're a proud grandpa. I I'm so happy for him, man. I'm happy for us. Like, it's just, it, it felt good. Okay. It's nice. Okay. It doesn't happen. I'll, I'll allow it. But next week you got it. Unless there's else. something crazy. Yeah. I, there was no other major performance that I saw. So I was like, I got to give it to Kirk for this one. Well, you know, I'll, I'll do you one better. Uh, I'm going to give it to Alvin Kamara. I, I'm becoming an Alvin Kamara fan this season. He, uh, eight He's rushes not a running back. for uh, 15 yards, which is pretty good. Two touchdowns in there, too. He's but not a running back. He had seven it. receptions for 83 and another touchdown. So he's got three touchdowns and, you know, just under 100 yards from scrimmage. But I just think it's hilarious that he has this much production with 15 rushing yards. 
It's just like he's he's just just list him as a receiver at this point that lines up in the backfield. Like it's ridiculous. He's not a running back. I don't know he, how many career hundred yard the, games the he has. First of a him and probably CMC should be the first in a new position in the NFL called flex. Just at, name it after the fantasy football position where they literally are just whatever. They're just guys. Well, that's they like what they do in, in like high school recruiting. They name them as like athlete. That's what it is because they yeah. are positionless players essentially. They're just athletes. Talented but like CMC human. actually gets CMC actually gets rushing yards. It's so like that's the thing. Like he's some rushing yards, isn't he? Let's uh, see on pace for this uh, year. Let's see. His projected for this season is 864 rushing yards. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's not great, though. What's his average? 11.52 receiving. His average. Well, what's his? Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, he's at 486 divided by 9. Math. Um, no, no, no. I mean, like, per rush. Oh, per rush? That's what Let's I'm see. like talking. He's at 486, and that's 104 attempts. It's 467 per carry. So let's just settle down here. He's got one fumble the whole season. He's he's a running back. He's a better running back than their number two, Ty Montgomery, who's a wide receiver. Number two. Okay, the number three, Ty Montgomery. I just see his friggin' face every time I'm on this page looking at Camara's mm. stats. But yeah, so he's my performance of the week. All right, um, Nathan Peterman Award. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be boring again, but oh, it was so it. bad. Was it Delvin? It Cook was so testicles? bad. No, oh. the Bears' offense. Ah. Holy shit, they're terrible. Like the whole. This thing. is my first like full. Well, this is my first full Bears game I watched this year. I feel mm. like, or at least all the way entire. Probably the last one and too. I mean, they're not fun to watch. They were terrible. And we have them in prime time next week, or whenever they come back. Their next game, I think, is in prime time. I think that's you guys. I think they that play. Think sounds like right. Night. We got the Colts this week and the Bears next week on yeah Sunday night probably. I th- I think it's I, it can't be another Monday night. I don't think it's Thursday, so it's got to be Sunday night. But I'm pretty sure it's prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, that's the, the, the whole the They're whole terrible. unit is the whole offensive computer. unit. The whole they, they should not be able, they shouldn't get to share a locker room with the defense. They shouldn't. It's true. They should have like their own space. Except Allen Robinson. He could be in there. Allen Robinson gets to be in the good locker room, which is just the defense and him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So my, my Nathan Peterman, I was – we already talked about Russ, so I won't belabor the point, but he had a, a crappy game, and it's, you know, it's stringing along now a series of crappy games. But uh, I'm going to shift focus a little bit. And I'm going to go to Nick Mullins. He threw a touchdown. He had 247. He had two interceptions. Um, one rush for three yards. I mean, Nick Mullins is... He's, he's like, not a starting quarterback. He's like Nick Foles on sedatives. Like, he's somehow less... I, I don't even know. And the weirdest part of it is, I don't know why he's still in there. C.J. Beathard may not be better, but he can't really be doing much worse. Like, try something. Yeah, Beathard was yeah, had one passing attempt this game. Wasn't even given a chance. Nick Mullins has you know failed to get it done multiple weeks in a row now, and I just I don't understand what the thought process is. 
I, I feel like he is like both CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, I feel like are pure backup quarterbacks where they, if they have to start a game, they're not going to do well, but they do well when they come into a but game. They, yeah, but they, like they, 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 they recover game. well. Yeah. So yeah. if but you like, switch if they to the to guy, start the whole thing, they can't yeah. do it. They're pure backups, but, but yeah, just try CJ Beathard. I feel man. like backups, they, they, they thrive on the adrenaline of like, oh fuck, oh, we're losing. And I didn't think I would be playing and it makes them better. And Mullins right. does not have that at the moment. So you might as well throw Beathard in and see what he can do. But I don't know. Yeah. So he's he's my uh, he's my Nathan Peterman this week. All right, let's uh, stock up. Uh, I have the Cardinals winning the NFC West. Um, mm. The the this week will really cement, I think, who's going to be the front runner for it. But the Cardinals are definitely on the upswing. Obviously, we've talked about the uh, uh, Seahawks trending down, not good, and the Rams a lot of question marks. Like the Rams are. Uh, they live and die by their defense, and I don't trust Goff to keep up with the likes of Wilson or um, Murray if their defenses aren't if their defense is not playing well. So mm. I I like the Cardinals winning the NFC West. I don't I don't think they're going to be any of those three are going to be the one seed, but they are going to be all good. I mean I I like them in the going well in the playoffs. I I do like that take. Um, my stock up is Tua. So, Ooh. you know, Tua's got a couple games Tua-ta. under his belt now. It, it, it's Tua time. I mean, the decision was, you know, discussed ad nauseum when they decided to put Tua in, you know, instead of Fitzpatrick, in the middle of a win streak. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people were, were criticizing that decision. I think it was maybe one of the smartest things, and it's a lot easier to say this now in hindsight, I think it's one of the smartest things I've seen a franchise do where you have a great defense, you know, a, a very above average defense. Um, you got, you know, some weapons on offense. Their offense still needs some work. They think kind of need to invest in that this coming season with all their draft capital. But mm-hmm. you put Tua into a good situation. Now, granted, his first game against Aaron Donald wasn't amazing. I'm not sure why that was where they decided to draw the line. But you put him into a good situation and you let him develop without – Tons of pressure. He had 169 yards in this game, which isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns. He played pretty well, and he's done that efficient. a couple weeks now. He's been yeah, he's been efficient. He hasn't had to throw it all over the yard, but that's how you do it. You hear all these stories of the Jay Cutlers of the of the league that had all this talent that got thrown into these hostile situations, these high pressure, you know, vice grips and they get chewed up and spit out and you know, you could see it. And like I mentioned, Jay, I mean, he had a shitty attitude the rest of his career. He still kind of does like Brian Flores is my front runner. Yeah. My front runner over coach of the year. I mean, he is, if he's doing something that that doesn't happen from Bill Belichick belt disciples. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And if you want your quarterback, your rookie quarterback to succeed, you can, you can go the Herbert route, and you can just well, let's see what happens, and just throw him in there with no life vest. Yeah. Well, but, they had a he had the Tyrod had a punctured lung. He kind of had like a no, no, yeah, no, I'm not blaming them for that. But put him in that spot. but there are there are those kind of situations, and then there are other situations where you put this guy in and you help him 
in any way you possibly yeah. can. And I think that they're doing a good job of that. And I think that, you know, Tua will benefit from it. Cause I don't know if he's, you know, a profoundly special player, but he's definitely, you know, turning out well. And I don't yeah, know if that would have happened, you know, if he was put in the Joe Burrow situation where they said, you're the guy day yeah. one. It's he's definitely getting help because the Dolphins defense has been playing unbelievable yes. the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw what they did. They dismantled Brian Flores, just put Sean McVay in a body bag again yep. um, in his debut. And, you know, they they beat Arizona and then they obviously beat the Chargers. I mean, they Dolphins are sneaky good, man. Like they are they're playing really well. And mm-hmm. I'm excited about that because like they haven't been good in fuck i don't know in my and, lifetime and they're really, talking about going like... back to the throwbacks as their main uniforms yeah. oh that's, that's sweet yeah, yeah. also I, I really uh, like as no yeah go ahead we, we like the dolphins we like mm-hmm. the dolphins as back in our madden franchise modes. oh yeah dolphins so we, we, we love their uniforms yeah they're a fun <laughs> team yeah and uh, just one more thing about tua um i like him because he is a good litmus test for uh, are you a football, like a hardcore football fan? Can you say his last name? Tua Tagovailoa. Tua <laughs> Yeah. And so, like, because yeah. if, you, if you stutter, and also, I, I don't know, I feel like a lot of announcers just fuck it up anyway because they don't do their homework. But yeah. all-time last name. Yeah. So it's, what it's is your um, stock right. down? Stock down. My stock down, I know we kind of I talked about it too, and you did too. Um, Russell Wilson's MVP case. It's taken a ding in the Oof. last couple of weeks. Um, in the last two weeks, he's gone after the dismantling that he had against San Francisco, he, where he threw four touchdowns, 261, completing 73% of his passes. He's done 68.3%, uh, 390, two touchdowns, two picks. And then last week, this week, obviously, 59.5% completion, 248, zero touchdowns, two picks, 57 rating. Uh, he's now up to 10 interceptions. Um, those aren't, those aren't the numbers that, you know, are going to get you an MVP at the end of the season. Especially with the other guy that your real that your next close competition only has one. Yeah, um, it's a bad look. Even even if even if Mahomes has things that like maybe some drop. But I, I did see one thing um, about Mahomes, which I don't hide my love of him nor I don't think I should, but his no uh, EPA or expected points um, it is like the EPA pl- per play. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's his rating like that kind of just based on all the positives he could do from 2018 to 2020. The top list right here is Mahomes, obviously number one at 0.3 uh, breeze at 0.22. Then it's Rogers 0.16, then Wilson 0.16. And then Mahomes is worst rolling 250 like dropbacks. So like mm-hmm. his worst five game stretch mm-hmm. is 0.15. That's the <laughs> next best. So his worst top his five stretch of games is still top five. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. Like we take it for granted every single week, I think, or it has been because we, you know, you expect it. And, and yeah. I, I think, it's, it's, it, I feel like he's he could be the MVP every year. Like he yeah, really he, could probably be. The, the Chiefs in general, you know, a victim of their own success in that, you know, they blow somebody out and no one cares because 
they they're the Chiefs, of course. You know, like that, and it's and, yeah. and it's the same thing with Mahomes, where he continues to play this amazing level, and everyone is freaking out. You know, one year, two years ago, and you know when it was new, and now that it's you know commonplace, we're like, yeah, that's that's Mahomes. That's what he does. Like he's really good at football. And and I agree. You know, we we talked about it last week, obviously more in length about how there are narratives and that that plays huge into especially awards like the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree that if they are close statistically, um, that it will go to Wilson because he's never received that, and that's been a huge thing this year. But if it's not close, please MVP voters. Don't don't just give it to like acknowledge that like it has to be acknowledged mm-hmm. at some point like a guy can win multiple awards well, and, like, and if it's not close I mean it, I I just can't see them if it's not close giving it to Russ because yeah it's the same position like it's a one to one comparison this guy and that guy yeah, like absolutely. if his numbers across yeah. the board are not as good that is as damning of evidence as you could possibly have yeah and you could even argue that. Russell has an easier schedule that he's played against, like defenses wise. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of factors that go into it. I just, I think his case is he needs to bounce back if he wants to be kept in that conversation. Where as we're getting close to the end of the regular season here, he needs to resume cooking. Yeah, shut up. Uh, my stock down is the Tennessee Titans. They are just a roller coaster. Uh, I yeah. don't know what to think about them. Like I, I really, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand what they are doing. They lost by 17 points Thursday night this week, uh, this last week to the Colts. And I, don't, I mean, Colts aren't a bad. Careful team. what you say. Careful no, what you the, say. The Colts you aren't a bad team, but you look at the Titans who. You know, hung in there with the Steelers. They beat the Bills pretty convincingly. Then they lose to the Bengals. They be- they had to beat the Texans in overtime. One point to the Vikings. Bears by seven. And now Colts, they lose by 17 points. There's no pattern there. I think that they are a Russian roulette team where every week, you know, you just spin the chamber and see what you get. And looking yep. at their schedule coming up, Ravens, Colts again, um, and then, you know, Packers, uh, you know, week 16 with some other, you know, teams that, I mean, hopefully they should beat, but who knows? I mean, the Browns could come out and destroy the Titans, and I wouldn't be shocked yeah. because I don't know what to think. So that's that's yeah. my stock down. I just, I have no concept of how good this football team is. They're a weird one, and I just I, I feel like they're just going to upset a, a team in the playoffs, like because mm-hmm. like that's what they're, they do. They're one of like, the teams <laughs> where like if you try and make sense of the NFL and you go, okay, this team beat that team, and you try to like use the logic, you will form eighteen different like logic loops with the Titans. Just like, but wait, no, the the Bengals aren't good, and then like <laughs> you just have this problem. So I I just you can't count on them. They might win the division, but I just don't know what to think. Um, also a shout out to, uh, old man, Tom, uh, he bounced back in a good way. Uh, after the saints game, he played a pretty good game. The whole bucks. Yeah. Offense. The bucks are also a team that like, it's a roller coaster, man. The, the bucks <laughs> are a roller coaster. I will say, uh, 
I think Tom might not like prime time. I'm going to get that narrative rolling. <laughs> think, think about think think about think about Tom's, I just don't think he likes the Saints. Think about Tom's major fuck ups this year. So there was a Saints game, right? You'll give me that one. Yeah. That was a horrible game for him. That was Sunday Night Football. Uh, what was his other major fuck up this year? When he forgot what uh, down it was against the Bears. Wasn't the Packers game in primetime? No, that was a three o'clock game. Oh, it was just the game of the week. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. I've researched this take because I, I saw that coming and I shut that shit. I was like, I got to make sure that that was not a primetime <laughs> game. I know exactly <laughs> when that game was. I knew what you were going to say. So I, we'll, we'll see this week because he's got another one. If Tom yeah. falls apart, you know, maybe his bedtime is just too early these days. He's getting old. Well, he doesn't play like it always, so. Um, all right, let's preview week 11. Um, so the first one, obviously, we talked about before. Uh, it is, if you're listening to it today, it is today, Thursday, Cardinals uh, and, if, and if you're listening to it and it's today, uh, watch it tonight. Please, do yourself a watch favor. Watch it tonight. Watch so, it. You know, you or, order some, some food and just hang out and watch it if you can. Actually it's going watch to be it. awesome. Yeah. This should be a really good one. Um so Cardinals at Seahawks. Uh, now, now I will say I, it's it, it's going to be awesome. Having said that, I think the Cardinals win by more than one score. Ooh, yeah. So the line right now is Seattle's a home favorite by three. Over under is set at a whopping fifty seven and a half. Um, I so, so uh, here's, I hope this here's is good. yeah Chicken. here's here's my take. All right, because I thought about this a lot today. Heard about the game. The Cardinals offense is going to destroy the Seahawks defense. Uh, you know, that that is a given, right? The Seahawks defense is very bad. Cardinals offense, very good. So that, that matchup is going to tilt in that direction. Now, the Seahawks offense has been trending in a negative direction. The Cardinals defense isn't great, but they're not horrible. They have Patrick Peterson, who shut down DK last time, and Lockett is nursing an injury day-to-day right now. If Lockett mm-hmm. doesn't play... I don't. I think it might be even, you know, like two or three. So I, I think it might not even be close. But if he does play, I still think the Cardinals pull this one out with a semi-injured Lockett and, you know, probably a neutralized DK. I just that that's my take. Do you disagree with any of that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I it's definitely a, two, a tale of two teams, uh, opposite trends. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like to count out. Like I would, I would not be shocked if either team won. Like if the Cardinals win by, you know, multiple scores, uh, or in a close one, I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks do that. I wouldn't be that shocked. Well, like, and that's the thing I, about I don't know. this game, think... like the Seahawks in prime time. The only thing that could disrupt my take is that it's the Seahawks in prime time. And so it's right. going to be bananas and something crazy is going it's... to happen. Well, Seattle can't play a normal game, and no. it's like like it's like especially not in prime time. Amplified in prime time, so mm-hmm. I, there's going to be something weird that happens. I am curious to see how DK responds after last week, um, knowing that he didn't play well the first time they played the Cardinals. Hopefully, there I'm sure they'll probably have a little different game plan for him to get him more involved. Um, and Russell. Russell needs to get the, the really the offensive line needs to get their shit together because yes. Russell under pre, under duress all game like no quarterback's gonna be successful in that and so no 
it's going to be, it's going to be decided there. And the Cardinals don't have that great of pressure. I don't believe. Um, no, so, I don't, I don't know. Some pressure, but you know, it's not, it's not pitiful. at least ones that they, at least ones that they have to win with just their front four. I don't, they really don't have that consistent yeah. at least. I just Neither view the Cardinals does, as a fairly but... average defensive unit where I view the Seahawks as a historically Man. bad defensive unit. Yeah. Yeah. They're so not good. That, that's where that Seahawks you know, are four, they're four and oh at home. So okay. they do like playing in their building. That is a thing. It is weird with that. Have Even if there's no fans, no? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, sounds I right. don't, I don't think Washington has fans allowed yet. Um, so yeah, that, that, that track, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited about it. We actually get a really good, this should be a really good Thursday game, which historically are not always great. So mm, yeah, that's good. Um, another one, obviously pointing out, uh, Cowboys at Vikings. Um, ah, Andy the Dalton's return of the red rocket. We'll see which one. <laughs> the gun or the red rocket. We don't know. Um, so we're favored seven points and the over under is only 48. Um, I, I feel like this might be a trap game. I'm glad that you said it. So I didn't have to say it first. Yeah. I'm not saying I think you guys are going to lose, but I think that this could be, I think that the Vikings off of a three game win streak against division opponents, and, and going up against the Cowboys team that the entire world has basically counted out against. Yeah. And, and the Cowboys team that now has their, I mean, their backup, but still like Andy Dalton is a pretty but he's, he's also backup. coming back from, he's coming back from a couple weeks off of a mm-hmm. bad injury, like a bad concussion. It's like, there's, there's just so many things that are set up right now. I'm like, God, this is like Buffalo a couple years ago, or this mm-hmm. is like almost Denver last year. And I'm like, uh, what what's what's the just, line on this one? Vikings seven. The line is yeah, Vikings favored seven. They favored a full touchdown, an extra point. Yeah, um, I, w- I would take the boys in that. I think it's gonna be closer than seven. I I do too. I hope not because their defense is so bad. Like their defense is so bad, but they Seattle. kind of held the Steelers in check the last time we saw them. Yeah, but that was that was also a weird one because the Steelers like they didn't really experience games like that. Like that was like where their first like. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, and the Steelers and so, are an air raid where the Vikings are, you know, ideally a ground and pound. So it is a different yeah. beast, but it, it's interesting. Like it, this matchup wise, this sets up. This is so good for our offense matchup wise. Like, I mean, the fact that we should be able to run Dalvin and he'll be able to get yards actually getting to the second and third level without really much resistance as well as um, opening it up with play action like that. It, it, it sets up great for it. Um, I just, we just cannot have stupid mistakes. Like we tried to do in uh, Chicago, although that's a whole new different circumstance. I just, I, you know, I think if we you're also the ball, discounting the wizard that is Mike McCarthy and his uh, offensive <laughs> machinations, if you will. No, is, uh, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore actually scares me. But this, this would be, it's just so crazy that like how different Dallas, you look at this game. Like I looked at this game again, the season, I'm like, shit, Dak's going to murder our defense. And now I'm like, I mean, if, if we hold that, like we, we have a chance of like blanking them or holding them to one score with like how their defense has been the last since Dak's been hurt. And I'm like, but also 
hell, we could go out if we gave out 30 points. Like Andy uh, Andy Dalton threw it all over the yard. I'd be like, well, shit, of course. Yeah, because he's done know. that in the past. Maybe this is the week that Zeke remembers that he's Zeke. You know, like I mean, I just feel like we don't, we don't, and they have a very talented trio still of Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. Gallup, and uh, CD Lamb. Yep. And I, I, and Dalton Schultz is a good tight end. He's a good receiving tight end, and like they have weapons. It's just a matter of if it, how their offensive line plays. Like if we just get pressure, like we did all last week, um, we should be fine. I'm kind of worried. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. We're wearing our our uh, color rush jerseys. We'll see how it goes. I can't believe right, you guys are one. still doing that. <sighs> All right. Um. Let's see here. Next one is the Packers at Colts. Yes. Uh, Indy's favored too. Uh, they are at home. That's Over fair. under set fifty one and a half. Um. How do you feel about this game? I he's a weird team that the whole every AFC South team is weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I find them very hard to gauge. Well, yeah, because I mean, especially I feel Tennessee like and the Colts, there's there's the Colts. Right. And so their quarterback, you know, you break it down. Philip Rivers uh, past his prime. I think we can all definitively say he's, yep. you know, pushing the ball down the field. He can't even throw it anymore. Um, Jonathan Taylor highly uh underwhelming so far this season and they have you know two other guys back there that you know Hines better is, Naeem Hines had a, had a hell week. of yeah had a hell of a all week he does in the last, last couple weeks. weeks so yeah. he's probably you know the most dangerous guy back there then you have you know the corpse of T.Y. Hilton who I'm sure will catch four touchdowns this week um and then I guess Pittman they got like five tight ends that have all been semi-relevant. It's, it's a weird offense, and they don't really have any like awesome players, but they're putting up like thirty points every week. So, I, yeah, they're, and they're their defense is quite good. Their run yes. defense specifically is very good. So, this will yeah. be a good test of you know the Packers' offense. Good test of the you know Jones Williams combo. Uh, I hope we'll have, you know, a better passing game with, you know, like I said before, with Lazard back, um, you know, and hopefully we can put up, you know, probably 30 points is what is you were going to need to put this one away. And the other side mm-hmm. of the ball, you know, King and or Jair, one of those guys needs to be back. Ideally both. I mean, Jair, I don't blame for being yeah. out with a concussion. I really hope he doesn't have to stay out because that means it was a worse concussion. You know, that's just a bad sign long term. Uh, King, I don't know what he like slipped on the way to the fridge one night and he's been out for like six weeks. This dude is made of glass. I cannot wait for them to move on from him after this season. But for right it's now, like, he needs to get the fuck back on the field. Injuries to your corners. That That's a that's a trend. Yes. And oh, now, very now much receivers, too. Corners yeah, and receivers, they just always hurt. Yeah, and so, I mean, you look at it, Jair had limited practice uh, today, Wednesday, so mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Um, you know, everyone at King was at full practice, so I think he heard what I just said. Um, so, I mean, between those two guys, because that's huge, you know, you got your first, oh no, Equinemius St. Brown did not practice with a knee. But, uh, yeah, so I, this is going to be... A good test because they've had some ugly wins against, you know, not great opponents. You know, like this last week at least, 
they really need to win this one for people to start taking them seriously as a contender. I mean, technically we're in first place in the NFC right now, and it does not feel like yeah. it. No. Yeah, and I and if I remember correctly, I think your back half of your schedule is kind of difficult. The back half of the schedule, it goes uh, hosting the Bears. So I could see that being an issue, but the Bears, I wouldn't call the Bears a good team. Yeah, Uh, division games are division games. Yeah, so we got hosting the Bears, hosting the Eagles, at Lions, hosting Panthers, hosting Titans, a lot of home games, and then at Bears. So Bears twice, Lions once, and then Eagles, uh, Panthers, and Titans all at home. So yeah. It's not horrible. No. But I that what I've seen the last couple of weeks makes me nervous. Yeah. Um some other games kind of of note uh, of interest, not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it at all, but just to keep an eye out for. Uh Titans at Ravens, I think could be interesting. Um uh, yeah, uh, both teams. Uh, RIP to the Ravens. Uh yikes this week. We're not gonna really dive into it, but lost to the Patriots and inside of the And hurricane. also like like a monsoon yeah, when they was... had to try to drive down that field. Like that was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the chiefs at Raiders, uh, Raiders are frisky and they beat the Ra- chiefs Ra- before. Raiders are so... all the time frisky. We'll I, see. I don't think it'll um, happen again. The chiefs coming off a bye. I don't think so either. Time to prep, but it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, and then the Rams at bucks on Monday, I think, Prime two probably time. two of the best defenses in the league, two of the top five, I would say, um, this season at least. Um, that, yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, a safe I'm curious call. to see how that goes. Because uh, I would say otherwise, other way people up there, like the Colts have a good defense, the Dolphins are coming on, the Chiefs are actually a very good defense oh, statistically this year. Dude, I'm looking at the Bucks schedule right now. Steelers, obviously. Um, so they play the Rams. They have a rough you schedule. Know, Monday yeah. night, and then next week. Chiefs. That's going to be a fun yeah. game to watch. Yeah. Um, Alright. So, those are kind of the other games I kind of want to note. We have the Bills, Bears, Giants, and Niners all on by. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, Sweet. Alright. So, after that, let's let's go into our two-minute drill. I believe right. we both have four questions. Yes. So... I'll I'll start. I'll let you, um, you start. And I'll start the timer right now. Uh, who would be a better choice at quarterback, Jameis or Taysom? Uh, Jameis. Taysom's not an actual quarterback. Um, I stand by that. He's a gadget yeah, there's player. There's legend Taysom Hill. <laughs> Is Justin Herbert this generation's Matthew Stafford? I like that a lot, yes. <laughs> I had never thought I, of I, that, but it, it works. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the, like it's so much talent, but just wasted. Just wasted on a franchise that just cannot win games. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who do you find scarier, MVS or Lazard? Parentheses or Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with really with either. I mean, I'm not really afraid of either no, of them. No, no, it's which one is the most. Not are you. Is the most scary? Yeah. Lazard, I guess, because he's more consistent, but he also gets hurt more. So take take that as I'm going to take will. that as equanimous. All right. 
The unknown is terrifying, no and you have no idea what he's capable of because he's never no, he, on the field. What he he played against us, and he dropped some crucial passes. Yeah, but just imagine uh, if he would have caught those. Oof. All right. Uh, so the Jets were on by <laughs> this week, this past week, but so they're zero and nine. Uh, are the Jets going to go zero and sixteen? Here is their remaining schedule. It hit me. They. They have the Chargers this week. They have the uh, Dolphins, then the Raiders, then the Seahawks, then the Rams, then the Browns, and then they end with the Patriots. Yes. They will oh. go 16. Um, and they will not fire. I, I, I'm, I'm done. They're not going to fire Gase. I, I give up. They're not going to do it. Um, my third question this is a hand to guy. This is what I wrote. Uh, do the Jets go 0 16 this year? I'm going to say no. Because who are they going to beat? I think they're going to beat the Browns. Either the either the Chargers or the Patriots. Ooh. I think I, I think they could be 0 and 15 and I think Bill is just going to be like I don't give a shit about this game because they already will be eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, that's and, probably fair. So yeah. they'll they'll win, just, oh, but, it will, is so but hard. it will be a loss because they'll yeah. be making their draft stock worse. Yeah, okay. I th- I still think they get it over the Jags, but still. Probably. Um. All right. Well, you already answered it, but if they do, will Adam Gase be the head coach next season? <laughs> he won't be the head coach next season, but they're not gonna fire him during the season because they're stupid. Oh, so you think you're gonna fire him the off season? I think they're going to fire him right after the season ends because they're like old okay. school, doing it classy, like, you know, they're, they're that kind of mindset about it. Good old good old stupid. owner Woody Johnson yep. sticking by his man. I like it. Uh, All right. He's named Woody. Um, let's see. Uh, my last question. Does Brady fall apart in prime time for the third time this year? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I'm not believing that narrative. So you're acknowledging that he fell apart twice in prime time. You're just saying it won't happen again. <laughs> won't happen again. No. <laughs> um, how much? How much will losing Breeze hurt the Saints going forward? I don't think it will that much. I think I'm kind of excited for Jameis. I you know Breeze, like if it, if they had to go from Breeze to to Hill. Or even, you know, Breeze to Teddy was like, it also didn't hurt that much because they were very similar. But I don't think this will hurt that much because Jameis is kind of a totally different animal. But he's not yeah. horrible. And I feel it's like volatile, though. they will they will have a system in place where they're like, Jameis, look at me, look at me. Throw it to Camara. Don't throw Don't even look down the, just, just right there. Just do that. And I think that for the most part, they will they will tame the stallion that is Jameis. All right. Yeah. And two minutes. Nice. Perfect. Jets All right. 16. Well, Hot topic. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, I think that's safely covered week 10 and previewing week 11. This is kind of uh, a long one. Been, we're at like an hour and a half. I know. I know. This has been where we're going to try to shut keep it down but we had some things a lot of things to talk about um this has been the third and forever football podcast i've been your host adam oz joined as always by my co-host kevin Holm. kevin final words lights are too bright for tom